0: You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on
1: ABC, channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Paul's saying, look, I had this infirmity, this physical problem, and that was the reason that I came and preached to you guys. Verse 14, and my trial, which which was in my flesh, you did not despise or reject, but you received me as an angel of God, even as Christ Jesus. So, in other words, uh, when I brought the gospel to you, that's what Paul's saying, that uh, you received me as if I was an angel. Verse 15, what then was the blessing you enjoyed? For I bear you witness that, if possible, you should have plucked out your own eyes and gave them to me. Now, verse 15 is the reason why many Bible scholars believe that perhaps the thorn of the fle- in the flesh that the Apostle Paul talked about was an eye disease, Right? And, and so, um, I mean, that could have been. We don't know exactly. He could have had some, you know, issue there. But, but here he's just pointing out, and he's going on and on about it, about how he got sick and God allowed it, right? It, the reality is we're going to get sick, we're going to have problems, and, you know, eventually we're going to physically die, right? I love what James Dobson's mother said, uh, what she wanted on her tombstone. She told him, I want you to write this on my tombstone. I told you I was sick. My wife was like, hey, I like that. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, but that's just part of life, right? And, and, and it's part of the fallen nature. And yeah, verse 16. Uh, have I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Now, verse 16 is important for every one of us to think about this. Uh, do you want people to tell you the truth, right? Quite often, people don't want to hear the truth. That's what Paul's saying to him in verse 16. He's saying, am I your enemy now because I'm telling you the truth? Now, some people don't want to hear the truth. If I were to ask you, why do you think people don't want to hear the truth? Well, I mean, one reason is pride. Pride never wants to admit our flaws or that we're wrong. The Bible says in Proverbs 12, 15, the way of the fool is right in his own eyes. In other words, a fool thinks they're always right, and they don't want to hear anybody else's, you know, take on anything, but he who heeds counsel is wise. So the Bible says a wise person listens to other wise people, right? Uh, but a fool doesn't listen to anybody. Like I know best, you ever met people, they're kind of like, they don't say this out loud, but here's the vibe they give. I'm probably the smartest person here, so why should I listen to any of you ding-dongs? You ever meet people like that? When all the while, you don't want to be them, <laughs> right? I mean, it's just, yeah, it's a very strange thing. Pride does weird things to us, right? And uh, we need to be open to the fact as we go through life that we could be wrong I find that I'm wrong quite often <laughs> right but I don't have a problem with it because I know that I'm not perfect and that's life right but when a person gets to the place where they start thinking they don't have any sin that really they're they're God's gift to right they just need to read John 1 8 right if we say that we have no sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us right so they weren't listening to the Apostle Paul he's saying, look are, am I your enemy now because I tell you the truth verse 17 they zealously court you. Now he's talking about the false teachers. They zealously court you for no good. Yes, they want to exclude you that you may be zealous for them. So he's saying, look, a sign of a wolf in sheep's clothing is they want to court you away from serving God and growing in the truth and God's word and follow them. And really, the way they do it is they say, oh, we're more spiritual. All of you are probably going to meet somebody who says, oh, where do you go to church? Oh, Calv- oh Calvary Chapel. Yeah. Well, one day you'll be as spiritual as we are because we have this secret truth that no one knows about, right? And, and they always kind of come. I, I've had people come to me and say that to me. Yeah, one day, Pastor Bob, you'll be as spiritual as me. And I just laughed at them. <laughs> and they're like, no, I'm serious. And I'm like, me too. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I understand the Bible. I, I understand what it says. And basically what it says, we're all sinners, and all of us need salvation by grace, and it's nothing of our own good works. And I understand that God hates pride. So when some person tells me how awesome they are, I'm thinking, "All right, when we get to heaven, I'll be looking you up, and you can explain it to me there in front of God. <laughs> how amazing you are, right? Because when we get to heaven, we're going to see things about ourselves, right, that we probably could have been blind to before." But verse 18, but it is good to be zealous in a, in good things always and not only when I am present with you, right? And, and so uh, the Judaizers, they didn't really help anybody. Paul was helping everybody. He was traveling around helping people. That's what a true Christian does, make other people's lives better. But false teachers, they, they don't help anybody. Remember Jesus said in Matthew 23, he said, uh, then Jesus spoke to the scribes and Pharisees, for they, are bl- they, they bind heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on, the sho- on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move one uh, will not move them with one of their fingers, right? So they're saying, look, they put these heavy burdens on them, these doctrines make life hard. Verse 15, what do you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you travel the land and sea to win one proselyte, one proselyte, and when he is one, you make him twice as much of a son of hell as yourself. So, right, he's just saying that they don't help anybody, right? And, and you know, when I first started going to Calvary Chapel, I remember thinking to myself, I would sit in the very back row, I would come late, probably three or four songs in, and then I would leave, like, while he was doing the closing prayer, like, like I was, you know, had some important thing to do, whatever, but, uh, and, and I remember thinking in my mind, like, why are these people so nice to me? What do they want from me, right? And when I began to realize, like, they don't know me, and they don't want anything from me, except for the pastor just wants me to know God and to understand God's plan and purpose for my life, that I could be the person that God wants me to be and accomplish His purposes in, in life, which is, I mean, fundamentally for all of us, that is to love God with our whole heart, mind, soul, and spirit and love our neighbors as self, to love people, to help people, to bless people, right? And, you know, for me, when I started to, like, understand that, then I was like, well, this is the kind of church I want to go to, right? Where people are here to love people, to help people, right? And that's what Paul's saying. He's saying, look, but false prophets don't do that. They, they, they cause people problems. Verse 19, my little children... For whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. <laughs> so, right, he, he shared the gospel with them. They were baby Christians. They didn't know the Bible very well. And when these false teachers came, they brought them under the bondage of the law. And, and Paul wanted them to live in the power, the transforming power of Christ, right? And so, verse 20, I would like to be present with you now and to change my tone, for I have doubts about you. Tell me, you who desire to be under the law, do you not hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, and uh, the one by a bondwoman and the other by a free woman. Now, this is another allegory he's giving of the Old Testament. Abraham had two sons, right? Um, The free one was uh, Sarah. She had Isaac, and the bondwoman was Hagar. She had Ishmael, and Ishmael was a demonstration of lack of faith. Remember, God promised that he would have a son, and so they thought, we'll help God out, and they went out and got, you know, Hagar and and she was a work of the flesh, and she was a picture of the work of the flesh, right? And Isaac was, uh, God promised that he would have a son. God gave him Isaac. He was the son of the promise. Verse 23, but he who was of the bondwoman was born according to the flesh, and he who of the free woman through promise. So Hagar versus, uh, uh, Hagar versus Sarah, that was law versus grace. Ishmael versus Isaac, flesh versus spirit. And he says, verse 24, which, uh, which things are symbolic, for these are of the two covenants, the one from Mount Sinai, which gives birth to bondage, which is Hagar. These two covenants, right? The law and grace, verse 25. Uh, for this Hagar is uh, Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponding to Jerusalem, which now is and is in bondage with her child. So Hagar represents the work of the flesh, verse 26. But, the, but Jerusalem above is free, which is the mother of all. For it is written, Rejoice, O barren, you uh, who do not bear break forth and shout you who are not in labor for the desolate has many more children than she who has a husband now we brethren are uh, as Isaac was are children of the promise now remember Isaac was just a God gave him a promise I'm going to give you a son and so he's saying it's by faith but as he who was born according to the flesh then persecuted him who was born according to the spirit and even so it is now so Ishmael was about 13 years older than Isaac, and he was mocking Isaac, right? And it was a picture of religious people who try to please God through works of the law. They make fun of people who are say, I'm saved by grace, right? I've talked to a lot of people, and they say, so you think you're just going to heaven because of your faith in Jesus Christ? I'm like, yeah. What makes you believe that? That's what Jesus said. <laughs> and they're like, well, that's not what he said. You're going to go on a mission, buy a bike, get a white shirt and a tie. And I'm like, I don't think so, dude. Right? It's like, uh. And, and, you know, I think one of the things that's really encouraging to me is that almost all of the religious people who, who don't really know the Bible, it's because they don't read the Bible. The first question I ask anybody who wants to talk doctrine with me is, have you read the whole thing, the whole Bible, beginning to end, you read it? You know, almost every single person tells me, no. Now, then I say, ask me how many times I've read it, 50 times, I mean, I don't know, 100 times, right? And it's so good to read the Bible. That's why we encourage you. Read the Bible. Get a daily reading program. Read it through. And then come to church on Wednesday. We'll go verse by verse. Come on Sunday. We'll pick a topic. Dig into that. Right? You get it into your mind. It's good for you. Right? Because it nourishes your soul. Verse 30. Nevertheless, what does the scripture say? Cast out the bondwoman and her son. For the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. Right? Abraham couldn't have both the son of Hagar and the son of Sarah, so he had to make a choice, right? And Paul's saying that you can't be saved by law and grace, right? They can't coexist. Uh, Isaac and Ishmael couldn't coexist, remember? Uh, Got rid of one. Verse 31, so then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. So Sarah was Abraham's wife before uh, Hagar came into the picture, right? And God's intention from the beginning was grace. Abraham received the promise before Moses got the law, and that's what he's pointing out. Uh, And and you think about, uh, did God get tired of the law and then switch to grace? No. Abraham believed in God, and it was accounted to him righteousness by faith before the law, right? So grace was always God's plan from the beginning, and we're out of time, so we're going to stop there. (laughs) Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that you help us to understand, Lord, why we're here. What is our purpose in this life? And and we just thank you for your word that helps us to understand how you want to have a relationship with us as a, a heavenly father who loves us who has so many good things in store for our lives we pray that you would help us lord to a, to continue to grow every day in our relationship with you and to appropriate all those blessings that you have for us and so we just thank you lord for your word and we pray you would stir our hearts just to to be witnesses for you lord that we would share your love wherever we go this week in jesus name amen.
0: thank you for joining us for today in the word We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. We would like to tell you a little bit about our Pure Word ministry. Pure Word is a ministry that helps people with life-controlling issues such as alcohol, drug, and pornography addiction. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our desire is to help people break free from the heavy yoke of life-controlling issues. Pure Word meets every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. here at Calvary Chapel Caldwell. For more information, call 453-9653 or visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com.
1: Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW Channel 2.2 Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you
0: might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. Yeah.